0: zero and we're live you're live on the feel inspired podcast with your host here amit soda thank you for joining us and of course to everyone out there as well thank you for helping me reach twenty five thousand downloads and spotify's just released reviews by the way so go go and leave me a little five star review but anyway welcome everyone today um second uh, second episode of 2022 uh and today i have an incredible guest we've known each about each other actually for a number of years but we've never had the chance to have a conversation which is fantastic and as always as i say i very rarely get to know my guests beforehand because i love to get to know them raw and in detail on the show where it's live and pure um but for anyone new listening to this live right now or watching the replay, like I said, my name is Amit Soda. I've been a coach for 30 years. I've been a dating coach for 14 of those. And this is the Feel Inspired Podcast. This is the platform I bring to you to inspire you in the same way that I've been inspired by books, by uh, videos, by talks, and every other thing under the sun. And I wanted to create that same same impact for everyone listening to this as well. So without further ado, I would like to welcome uh, today's guest. His name is James Priest. Uh He is a celebrity dating and relationship coach. and We're going to talk about all things dating, but how to get more dates, how to win with the dating game, how to be more successful out there, how to um, change your fortunes, especially since we're approaching Valentine's right now as well big time of year for the singletons, often leading to many people to go into that phase where they start evaluating. "Mm, I really want to meet someone and so on. So now is the time to do it. So uh, without further ado, welcome James. And uh, first things first, uh, as always, I love to ask my guests a little bit of a backstory to get some idea. And by the way, just for anyone out there watching this right now, James has insisted to be small and for me to be big. So we've left it like this. So you get to see a full size version of me today. Um, but James, I'd love to hear a little bit of backstory and how you ended up, um, going down this particular vocation. What, what made you and led you to do this line of work?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me today. It's great to finally connect with you. I didn't realise that I'd be small on the video, but never mind, that's all good. That's lovely. I thought <laughs> it was just for you looking at me, but never mind, that's all good. I can
0: split so, it though. How would you prefer? I can still split it if you want to do... We could leave it as
1: it is for now. And I can, You sure? Yeah, I'll focus on you. I can see you and talk to you. All right, cool. No on, worries. Anyone listening to this. So yes, I've been a dating coach now for 17 years. And I used to be an actor a long, long time ago. And when I was an actor, I was single, I had lots of dates, I really enjoyed dating, but acting didn't always pay the bills. So I helped out at some singles events many, many years ago, and I really enjoyed it because I found my skills were very transferable from acting to helping people. So things like flirting, confidence, body language, all these sort of things were coming together and it worked really, really well. And I found I loved it. And people started paying me at these events to teach them all the things that I knew when it came to my own skills and dating. And I met my wife quite quickly after, and I wasn't allowed to do any more dating, but I was allowed to work at these events, and it grew from there. And I feel very privileged now that I've been doing this, and I've been able to help people during these strange times of the pandemic when people need us more than ever.
0: Yeah, I agree with you as well, actually, that it has been a very difficult time, especially for dating. And what it has meant for most people is that they've had to resort to what I call Uh, the last resort, which is dating apps. It's always been my last way of saying to people, look, you know, that, you know, it's just an extra tool more than anything, but when you're forced to use them, um, and that's all the only, the only options you've got, especially at the beginning of last year, I think, um, for many people, the reality hit that, oh, oh dear, (laughs) this is the only option I've got to meet people. Uh, and it was, it was tough for so many people. Um, but it, it is, let's stick with that topic at hand to begin with anyway. So, cause I think that is, it is important. It is a good tool. It's not the be all and end all, but since they're there and there are so many options, I, I guess the question is how can someone fully utilize, um, the tool? Because normally when you speak to people about dating apps, the first um, comment often is, "Oh, it's just for hookups. It's just this, or this particular platform doesn't work, or this one it isn't so good, or I haven't had much luck on it, or you know, it, choose choose your choose your poison there." But um, I think from the conversations I have with people, I don't know mate, if it's the same with you, James, but just generally, I don't think I've ever heard anyone speak fondly about dating apps. In fact, I think I was the only person I knew about, my, you know, in my life that I enjoyed it. Um, but um, but yeah, so so. How does one begin, would you say to anyone, to turn that around and to actually use this tool for its intended purpose to get your end goal?
1: I think the way you say that it's a tool summarizes it perfectly. It is just a tool. It is one thing you could be doing to maximize your chances and to do something about interacting with new people. But you're only as good as your own profile and the effort that you put into this. You can't blame the app. You can't blame the site if things aren't working. Because most people who start this off, and you might agree with me, you might not, I'd like to hear your opinion on this as well. They upload the first pictures that they can find on their telephone, which are pretty awful. They're not smiling, they're scowling, or they're on a drunken night out, because that's what they have on their phone. They don't go out taking yeah. pictures for this purpose. And then they write two lines in their profile and then wonder why they're not attracting the right sort of people. And then they sit back and they wait, particularly women, they sit back and wait for men to contact them, which means any man under the sun can then reach out and contact them So they've got to then filter through all the unsuitable guys before they find the good ones. People are just generally very, very reactive. Do you agree with me?
0: Uh, Oh, my God, 100%. And I tell you where it really became a bit more, even more visceral for me as well was when... um... So this year, uh, me and my wife, we, we have a Facebook group with over about three and a half thousand single people on there. And we get so many pe- We know these people individually. And a lot of them are coming to us and saying, you know, can you help me find someone? And when you have that many people, it's almost impossible to manage. So for that reason, we set up a matchmaking service. Um, really? Yeah. And, and obviously, when you when you're coaching people and you speak to people, you you only get to hear what they say but and uh, you but you don't see it firsthand and the matchmaking service has allowed me to see it what people have written firsthand and the pictures they use what they write um Uh, you know how they speak about themselves what they're looking for and so on and so forth So here's my I like I give everyone like four four golden rules for profiles one You've got to have a bloody good picture Because all you you know, this is the first split second thing that people are going to see And if you've got a picture of you, I did a TikTok video about this I did a funny one as well, you know, where people have pictures themselves really in the distance (laughs) like this Or you know, they've got the most frumpiest, You know look on their face possible um, so your first two ports of call are your picture. And then the second thing is you've got to have a killer headline. We live in a headline culture, put a bulletproof headline on there because that's going to supplement your picture. So the way I explain it to people is that you've got, you know, we live in a headline culture you've got, if you want to, you know, if people want to get your attentions in attention span on a, a head, like a, a newspaper, a magazine or anything of the like. They use a headline to get your attention. Do the same. Dating is no exception. Then I say, look, third, oh, my little doggy's making noises. Oh, he has appeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, and third thing, third thing is that you've got to have um, no, very few people, actually, all they do is they list. They just say, I want this, I want that, I want this, 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 and this, and this, but they never actually tell anyone anything really fundamental about themselves and what they're looking for. They never really speak highly of themselves, they're always putting themselves down. Um, and they never ever, the last thing is they never ever actually, actually ever write what they themselves are going to be doing to enrich someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my f- that's my four pillars I give to people. Um, and yeah, and I, I've seen, like I said, the, you know, over the last year, I've seen it more firsthand. And I'm like, I'm blown away about by how little effort people put in there, but expect the world yeah. from just something so small.
1: You're right. I completely agree with your points there. You need to do all those things because ultimately the dating profile is an advert for you. You're marketing yourself. You've got to have a nice headline, yeah. a nice thing on there to get the attention and the impact and then you've got to have the good photographs to stand out for the right reasons but you're right the people make such low effort with this and then they blame the app saying it's all the apps fault but people don't write in there they write is they don't write about what they want they write about what they don't want like no time wasters please or i don't want someone just for hookups or i don't want this and don't want that you have to write in there two things one who you are and what you have to offer and things about that also the person you want to meet and the relationship that you want out of this. So you have to get this into it. I think the reason that people make very little effort is because they can then blame the apps ultimately for this, Mm -hmm. for their own failure. They don't want to accept the fact that they had the best pictures, the best profile, and then no one was interested. And they're scared of that, so they don't make an effort. But I find if they do get really good pictures, amazing profile, and they're proactive, then most people can dramatically improve their results.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, like I don't know about you, but one of my biggest bugbears is bathroom selfies, um, and and also in addition to that, just taking a picture and, and making it seem as if it, and making it clear, like not hiding the fact that it's a selfie. If you're going to put up a picture, at least make it look like it's not a selfie. Uh, and so it, you know, it just it just there's something I think subconsciously psychological we pick up on when we when we see someone who's taking a selfie of themselves, and it's almost like we're all your friends. You know, <laughs> where's your life? Like it just it just sends that undercurrent message. So at least do a picture that, you know, shows your best. side. And the thing is, when we take selfies as well, we're quite good at it because we know what angle of ourselves we like. We know what light we look good in. So all you've got to do is just Maybe make sure you don't show your shoulder and your arm, but just take a nice picture of yourself. Don't make it look like a selfie. Make it look like someone's taking a nice picture of you. And that, I think, in itself would just go so far to making
1: such a huge difference. It really would. And the other thing as well, I can always tell this, because I look at people's profiles day in, day out. They often look at the camera and they pull their selfie pout, whatever it might be, even the professional picture, and yeah. they're not smiling. They're pretending to smile. And you can tell from the eyes, they're dead behind the eyes and They're smiling. Or they're looking away, there's no connection. You've got to connect with the person who's looking at you. So they think, do that person looking at me? And we feel a great connection and they want to reach out. If you're just scowling, looking miserable, or have sunglasses on, or looking away, looking moody, or a fake smile, they will see through it very, very quickly
0: yeah absolutely so what else would you suggest people do as well because like in terms of their their content how and you know and and this is one of the problems that we face is that obviously the nature of dating apps is such that it is for most people and for the most part a speedy process it is this swipe 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 culture so what can what else can someone do to make sure that they are the person who are the circuit breaker and interrupt someone else's swiping so that you have the biggest chance of getting noticed by those potential matches.
1: It's all about the photograph to start with, because that's the first thing they're going to see. If you've got a really bright background behind you, or it's a really well-taken picture or something interesting, you're going to stand out straight away. Because most people have very generic, dull backgrounds. If you've Mm -hmm. got some graffiti behind you or a lovely rainbow, or something like that, or some nice greenery in the garden, that's going to help you stand out. Or what you could do, okay, animals really work. If you've got a dog, you've got a dog. Yeah. If someone has a dog in the picture, that's gonna grab the attention. I think seven times the amount of attention you're gonna get having a dog in one of the pictures. Because what it is, it's a conversation starter. Hmm. And people don't do this in the pictures. a lot. I work for lots of different apps and brands and I've done so for many years, different ones. But one of my favorite ones is, is Hinge. And I don't work for them, <laughs> but maybe I should. They are all about conversation starter text and conversation starter pictures it makes it really easy if you're doing something interesting in the picture for someone to say hey that looks really cool what are you doing otherwise if you're just looking at the camera looking smiling looking miserable you here's you in front of a wall how do they start a conversation Hi, you look really nice how was your day boring boring questions <laughs> but if you're there maybe you've just got a, your favorite book out it's a random example here i'm sure you know this book attached here if you've got the book that you're reading at the moment and you are you're reading that in the picture looking like you're enjoying it something like this then they will say, do you know what? I know that book. What are your thoughts on it? Well, that book sounds really interesting. What's it about? They don't really care what the book is, but it shows your personality and it gets conversation going. Because the easier it is for someone to start a conversation with you, the more likely they are to interact. A lot of people look at profiles. There's nothing to say, nothing to comment on. Swipe on to the next person. Make it easy for them to start conversations with you.
0: I don't know about you, right? So one of my favorite pictures I had back in the day was a picture of me. I was a it was my sister-in-law's barn dance birthday barn dance, and I remember I had a hat on, and you know in my head I was thinking I look like Indiana Jones, right? And I didn't realize that at the time, but the amount of messages I got from people saying, "Hey, Indiana Jones, how you doing?" Right? So it just got that conversation going. Um, And one of the headlines I used to have on my profile was that it was something along the lines of, I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit now, but was. Uh, ladies if you like Chewbacca then I'm your man because I'm big tall hairy and if we get on a date I'll give you the best impression of him ever you know it was <laughs> something really stupid like that right it was just but It was. It got comments it got people messaging saying I gotta see this right let's yeah. meet up or something like that and if you've got any sort of like even a uh, uh, a little bit of a call to action on there or a challenge or a dare or something that gets piques people's interest. It's going to, it's going to inspire them to want to say something or comment on it or, you know, playfully have banter or playfully make fun of you in the nicest possible way. But it gets them talking about, and like you said, right away from the usual, Hey, how are you? How's your day?
1: (laughs) Absolutely right. You can ask questions in the profile. Listen, no, carry on. Please do. You can ask what was, what was the last film that you saw or what do you think about this or but I can beat you monopoly challenges are very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, that leads on to nicely to the next point as well. So you've got people who uh, and so often do this thing where they want to reach out to someone and they don't get replies. They're, they'll say I'm doing all I can. I never get mm-hmm. replies. Great. What are you sending? hello how are you <laughs> and it's like yeah. well of course i mean how many people are sending that same message probably you know tens maybe even hundreds you've got to write something that stands out so what do you suggest to people they 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 say or they write or how that to instigate because it is i mean it's not an easy thing but it is a learned thing to instigate um yeah. uh, a cold conversation in a better
1: way so what do you suggest to people It's funny, absolutely right. People just say, hey, how are you? Because that's all they can think of. Or they just hit a favorite or a like or wink or those things like that. Which do nothing. You wouldn't walk into a bar, wink at people, wave at them, and then walk out again. You've got to start the conversation the right way. And I've learned over 17 years of being a coach and maybe 10 years before that of doing online dating how to do this. And I find it really easy now. It's about being playful. It's about being fun and occasionally flirtatious. That's what it is. So what I do, I look at something in the background and I will comment on something in the background, something that no one else has ever thought of before. I will say, what's that man doing in the background? Why is that man falling asleep? Or why do you have that book on your shelf? <laughs> or, for example, if I was looking at your picture now and it was on a dating app, I would comment on the medals or I comment on the, one of the pictures you got on the wall. Easy as that. Nothing about them. Hi, you're really beautiful. You're really attractive. How was your day? Nonsense. Talk about something you can see and they think, well, he's noticed that about me and they want to start a conversation. They'll be interested. Because people, if you make a comment, they can't help but answer it, can they?
0: Uh, absolutely, yeah. And there's one of a thousand things you could potentially ask. All you've got to do is open your eyes and look. I remember there was one um, I saw and I, I just, you know, I, I tried hundreds of different, th- different things. But I remember there was one uh, in particular, a woman who's carrying this particular handbag. And I actually just said to her, you know what? I love that handbag, dot, 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 making her think I was a bit weird at first. But I think it would be something, a wonderful gift for my sister. Um, Can you tell me where you bought it? Uh, And she replied, right? And I thought at that time, this was in the early days, and I was thinking she's never going to reply to me. If I were to just say hello, she's never going to reply to me. But it forced her to reply, and then the conversation got started. And it was just... And I think that there's a lot of power and so a lot to be said about that indirect approach as well. So, again, what's your thoughts on that and going via, going using a more indirect approach to start a conversation versus a direct?
1: That's a great line to use, asking a question for feedback. That, that's great in real life. You can ask someone that in the shop. That's a really nice dress. That's a really nice top. I want to get it for my sister or for my my mum, my something like that, my, my, maybe not my mum, that might not go down too well. But what I would say in that situation, rather than saying that, I would say to them, that's a really nice handbag. I've got the same one in pink. That's what I would say. And they'd they'd be shocked by that and they wouldn't expect me to say it. And they said, what? <laughs> this is what doing, something like that. That's what I would do. So I always go with humour if you can, to so go in with something interesting. You can be direct, you can say, I really like the look of you, let's go for a drink. But that's going to scare people off it's too they don't know you you wouldn't start a conversation of let's go for a drink with you you pay them a compliment pay them a compliment being a bit cheeky using an opener of some sort it's always going to get much better results because most people don't do it like you said they just hit the like button they say hey how are you you've got to stand out but what's interesting a lot of these apps nowadays there's far more men on them than there are women Things like Tinder, I think it's got nine men on there for every woman. So it's very, very hard. Men don't generally get many responses. So you have to stand out. You have to make an effort. But if you make a little bit of effort to have good pictures and profile, you will naturally get much more attention. But when it comes to these messages, a woman can get 100 messages a day easily on there. And if she has to go through 99 rubbish ones to find you a good one, you might get wiped away. You might not get dismissed. So keep going. Don't be discouraged if you make a lot of effort directly or indirectly. And they don't respond to you because somebody will. It might just be that particular day she was overwhelmed, couldn't bother to read all the messages, and just deleted them all. That's what I would say. Have you experienced that before?
0: Oh yeah, but I did. I didn't know about this this figure you mentioned the nine yeah. nine men for every woman. I had no idea. Is that like a, kind of an industry standard at the moment? Uh, and the re- and the reason yeah. I'm quite fascinated by that is because uh, of the singles group we have. It has for the last it's, we we had our fifth birthday recently. It has had consistently for the entire five-year period 60% women 40% men so we we've probably bucked that trend in many ways then if that is the case
1: well no because matchmaking agencies and I work for 18 of them now as their coach in UK and now to be America as well hopefully they I'm not going to name the names but generally they will struggle to get the men it's always women and it used to be the case for singles events as well but there was always more women but that's changed now It's, it's there are no singles events in the same way I used to run them all. But I think generally most of these apps have got far more men on them because men aren't willing to make as much effort as women. And that's what happens. So some of these apps have got Bumble. I think it's got eight men for every woman. But Hinge is better because Hinge has got a better ratio. And some of the other ones, I'm not sure the other, other ratios and the other ones, but they're the ones that I know. But generally, if you've women are always more open to getting help and to getting coaching as well. I coach men and women equally when it comes to dating relationships, but I would say overall it's probably more women than more likely to come to me because they're the ones that will want my opinion as a male. And also they're the ones that are going to reach out for help because they've got bigger social circles, haven't they? They're more likely to use to asking their friends and men tend to be more lone wolves and they will try and deal with problems on their own. What do you find with your own coaching with this? Do you find that it's, a mixture or mainly women or mainly
0: men do you, do you know what actually there was a point when it was a hundred percent women and actually that has changed recently and i'm finding more and more men are coming out of the woodwork and actually um for my dating workshop coming up at the end of this month the men have outsold the women which i'm quite surprised about that very rarely happens mm. um more recently as well in the past it was the women's tickets who were selling out much faster with the the singles events Mm -hmm. and now the men are often during that process overtaking the women so it's it's i I mean that could just be a phase who knows um but i'm finding that men and men men are becoming more proactive and they're becoming more open to the idea of reaching out for help but i think women will still be the first ones to say I need some help. Let me speak to a coach and get some advice and get some professional help.
1: Um, but, the male coach, I think the, the male opinion as well. Yeah. There aren't many of us, are there? There aren't many decent men, male coaches that do this. So it's quite handy.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, and I, you know, I say to anyone, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm rubbish at accounts. I'm not going to do my own accounts. I'm going to go to an accountant to get help. You know, it's just one of these things. I don't really have any interest in that subject. I will get specialist help. If I was in this position right now, struggling, I would get professional help. I would speak to someone, even if it's just for, uh, it's amazing to me how many people don't even just take up the 30 minutes free. Cause I think to myself, if I was in that boat, I would have 100% take it. Um, because it's there. And even if it's just that 30 minutes, you're going to learn something. And I I have to say to people, sometimes that 30 minutes is enough. I can give you one tool that will potentially change everything. Uh, and, and that's all you need. Like you're not, you're not striving to be a dating coach. You just want to do enough to get the job done. And sometimes it's one or two things will be more than enough. So that's all you need. And if you want more then it's always there. Um, but I'm 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 a bit blown away by those numbers. I would have thought it would have been still more women on the apps, actually, so I'm quite surprised. Is there, is there any apps <laughs> that are, or even websites where the, the number of women outnumber the men?
1: None that I've heard of, really. Maybe possibly Elite Singles. That's a different demographic on there. Because I'm sure you've heard of Elite Singles as a website. Yeah. Mm. It's not as popular as it was at one point And... I have worked with them in the past, but not recently. What happens on there is they're very expensive. So people join them, assuming that the quality is gonna be higher and they get more interaction. And what happens is they pay for their month or two, and then they realize very quickly that people are just the same as any other dating site or dating app. And they don't wanna keep using it. So a lot of the men will stick around, but the women will reluctantly give up quite quickly. But there are more women sometimes that want to do this because women are more interested, maybe in finding a powerful man, then men are. am finding a powerful woman, which is a whole conversation in itself, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely. Yeah, uh, but you see what I'm going a, with this. I do, yeah, no, absolutely, yes. absolutely. I, yeah. I genuinely, am quite surprised. Actually, I really would have thought it would have been the other way, but um, that's
1: that's. A fascinating... I'm going to send you a link to that. Um, some stats for that.
0: Yeah, please, yeah. please do. Yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see this data because um, yeah. um, uh, and I do actually because the thing is as well. The funny thing is you. I'd love to delve more into that data. The reason I say that is because I think what I see, though, is that there are more single women out there actively yep. looking than men. Mm-hmm. And for women to find a man who has got, for want of a better phrase, his shit together, it's mm-hmm. I think it's harder. And so I think that for women in particular, it, the journey itself is harder. But for guys, they've actually got a lot more choice if they're prepared to do the work and work on themselves and actively look then actually they're going to find their job is much easier than most women would find it that's true
1: maybe after 40 i would say i think when you are a 30s guy then you're trying to seek the women maybe early 30s or maybe late 20s so are the guys in their 30s their 40s their 50s their 60s and even teenagers all chasing the women but there comes a point a turning point when there are less men available than there are women generally decent men And one of the reasons for this is that now going to university in America, in the UK, in Canada, there's four women going to university for every three men, which means it becomes harder and harder and harder as time goes on for an educated woman to find an educated man, particularly when, as they get older, because also men don't live as long, (laughs) because I have clients in their 70s and 80s as well. Sometimes it's, it's a struggle. I've got some very wonderful educated women who are maybe 78, and where are the guys? And the other thing is, Women are fussier than men when they get older as well. They think, well, I don't want to just date someone my own age. Because men tend to let themselves go. Maybe they, they'd be married not sure what to do. But women can still wear makeup and go to yoga classes. So it's a bit different. But I, I think it's, it becomes more difficult as you get older. But there are plenty of decent men and decent women out there. They just need to go out and do something to find each other.
0: Yeah. And Jordan Peterson often talks about that education gap that's building uh, more and more. Uh, yeah. And it was very true as well. Uh, and this is why I say to the men that actually I think your job is a little bit easier if you can yeah. do the work. Um, yeah. because you will find a plethora of women out there um, and especially like you said right you know mid-30s possibly probably going on to 40s it becomes even easier mm-hmm. so you know if you if you do that work on yourself and you have a good look you're gonna you're gonna find plentiful women out there so yeah. um common question uh you you've alluded to already but let's just discuss some of the options mm-hmm. uh, what is as, as a lot of people ask me what is the best dating app
1: i think Hinge is probably the best one that I like at the moment. And I mentioned that before because they the profile's are a bit more detailed. They're, no, they're, not, they're not more detailed. Let me explain that because I there's less text in them than, say, match.com profile. But you've got three little boxes there to sell yourself. If you write the right things in those tiny little boxes, you can attract attention. And what I find on there, the way it works, you don't just swipe, 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 swipe. You go on there, and if someone likes you, then you can start conversations. It works really well. I think Bumble's quite good in the sense that women make the first move. It forces women to be proactive. But really, Bumble's a bit sneaky because Bumble used to have these filters on there. On Tinder, or you can search on his age and location. I don't like that. I think Tinder's terrible for getting long-term relationships. How do you know if someone's serious or someone's educated or someone wants to have kids and these things? You don't know that in the the searches. Bumble, you can, but to find out more, you have to pay extra. You have to upgrade. And that's a relatively new thing. They've, they've, They've increased that last year to make sure you pay more which is fine, (laughs) they have to make money somehow. But Hinge, I like, even if you get limited matches each day, the quality is generally higher. And I find there's more educated people on there. And from my experience, it's the most fun. Because I like to be able to find people's pictures and comment on them. And you can only put six pictures on there. So you have to make them count. What do you think is the best app? That's really good. Actually, I actually often say to the, the same to people as well.
0: From what I've heard, because obviously I haven't been on dating apps for a little while and I don't have any on my phone. I do keep up with some of the features. Um, uh, Hinge, from what people have told me, seems to be the one that has the best features, I think, as well. Um, the I, I spoke to a lady in the US and she's created an app called Sparkles Dating. I'll get her on the podcast at some point. And I quite like her app. I think it's still in the early days. It's in the early phases, but one unique thing she's done, and I'm not sure everyone will agree with this, but actually I see a lot of power in her concept. Uh, And what it is, is that it breaks your matches into three categories. Those potentially you don't want to wait, mate, uh, sorry, don't want to date, but wouldn't mind being friends with. So you can actually add that person to your list. So you can stay in touch with them. Should you want to, should they want to, it has, The relationship list, so people you've matched with Who you genuinely have a connection with And for those people who want to do it Of course, no judgment here If you want to go for hookups It actually has a hookup section as well So I think for for mature people Who are really know what they want in life And are ready to uh, Or, so I think two people One, those who know what they really want But two, those who are open to just exploring And happy to just make friends or have a hookup or Mm -hmm. find someone uh, and enjoy themselves in that process, then I think there is a lot of power in something like that as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that one. Uh, There's another lady I had on the podcast recently. She's developing. uh, uh, I, I don't, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but some uh ai so that it genuinely what it does first of all first and foremost is make sure that person is real and who they say they are and he uses ai to do that so i think that's a good thing because it will help eliminate a lot of the catfishing it will help eliminate a lot of the scamming and all of that kind of stuff which is prevalent and it still needs to be fixed in some way shape or form mm-hmm. so i think that's a good way to get rid of that um my my i've always said as well that i'd love to see on some of the dating apps a feature where it just prompts you, gives you a few just hints or tips just to say, look, you've been chatting for a few minutes, drop a message and just arrange a call or have that feature built into the app. And then try and encourage people to just take that next step, just stop from being, you know, pen pals, exactly. Okay. Yes, to stop from being that and actually just encourage people just to make that next move because I don't think anyone wants their time wasted. No one does. So I think that, you know, um, if you can avoid that in any way, shape, or form, especially as you get a little bit older, like, you know, none of of us want to waste our time on someone for six months only to be let down. So, so if you can have tools that help people get past that bit,
1: I think that would be a really good feature. I do completely agree with you, but the trouble is with these apps, at least the mainstream ones, they want to keep you on the apps as long as they can. (laughs) They don't want you going off dating, They don't want you to go and find love of your life. If they did, they would have the algorithms in such a way that they would force you to meet your perfect match very quickly. But if you did that, they would lose two customers for life who would never come back to them. So it's not a good business model. They want to keep you on there in the hope you're going to upgrade and get addicted to them. That's the trouble. So what's happening now is there's more and more niche dating apps coming out, left, right, and center. And these apps are getting massive funding all the time. People are waiting to invest in the next Tinder, the next Hinge, the next Bumble. They want to do this. There's a lot of money here. But the trouble is most dating apps only last about 18 months and they're gone. No. No British dating app has launched in the last few years that's been successful and lasted. If you know one, let me know. But I can see one or two that have come up recently who have potential to be so. And, and one of them is one called Thursday. Have you heard of Thursday? No, no, I haven't no, actually. No. The gimmick the other of one, that one, yeah. yeah. No, carry on, easy. sorry. I was, yeah. so their gimmick is that they only have access to the app on Thursdays. So it forces <laughs> people to really be selective and not be too picky and not to wait around to get on with it. And there's all sorts of weird and wonderful apps coming up. But I get approached a lot by these companies. And the trouble is I don't really know who's going to be the one to watch. I haven't seen something that's really grabbed me and thought, well, that's it. That's the gap that's missing. I think what it is, as you say, what should happen is if someone uploads a bad picture, it should be rejected straight away. They shouldn't be allowed to use it. I used to work for a company. We used to do that. I used to monitor everyone's picture and and reject them. But that upset people because if you reject a picture... They're not going to add a better one. They're going to go on a different dating app and add their picture on there. Yeah. But I think you're right. There should be some sort of guidance. and People should be willing to accept this and pay into this and pay good money to get some sort of support. Maybe it's from a coach. Maybe it's from AI. Maybe it's something to do with the app itself that forces you to interact, to choose better matches, to be less picky, and just just to get on with it generally. So I think it's a gap in the market there. No one's done it yet
0: yeah absolutely right though about the whole idea of keeping people on the platform and that is that is very very true and you know this and that's i don't think anyone's going to solve that problem yet but the way i think about it is that look there's always people who are coming together and there's also people also always people coming back onto the market so that that cycle is never going to end we're never going to solve that problem overnight um so whatever you do create whatever comes out there's always going to be plenty of custom so um uh, and you know, like like I said, you know, I genuinely do hope people meet someone uh, and you, you know find an enriching, long-lasting relationship, and yeah. uh, and I'm not worried about that because you know, for everyone that goes off, another one joins the the club, True. and we just carry on helping them as best as we can. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, now I was going to ask as well because I think pre-pandemic, of course, we you know we had a, pl- a plethora of ways of meeting people, and then obviously suddenly that completely stopped. Mm-hmm. I know there were people who got creative over lockdown, and uh, there were some incredibly long, long-distance relationships that forged that were on the news, and those are wonderful. I don't know if you saw uh, recently as well the guy who put himself on the billboard.
1: Yes, there's been a few of those. There's yeah. one from was it Muzmatch the other day as well. Was it the one uh, you mean? It was
0: uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name, but there was a, it was a, he was a. A Muslim gentleman who put himself on the um, the, the billboard, yeah. and I thought that was very clever. Um, but now, obviously, now things are opening up again as well. So I'm I'm always an advocate of finding people in your hobbies. Why not? Mm-hmm. If you enjoy doing something, they enjoy doing something. You've already yeah. got something in common. Um, but what else do you suggest to people now that lockdown is easing, restrictions are sort of um, coming to an end? Mm-hmm. What do you suggest to people to do to start actually actively? Through their day-to-day life, put themselves in positions where they can meet people, um, um, and not necessarily just to meet people, but you know, do things to enjoy yourself. But also, just hopefully, that being a good, you know, byproduct, uh, a bonus on the side as well.
1: Excellent. There's lots of different things you could be doing here. Depending, people's comfort levels have changed, though. I find people are quite nervous and reluctant to go out there and do these things because they're not really used to it. They haven't been able to. People have been quite introverted. and They've been quite comfortable doing that. But therefore, they maybe haven't got the same social circle that they had a few years ago. So I think this should be about making new friends and just talking to people generally and just practicing, as well as getting partners. So what I would say to you is, you mentioned going, maybe doing clubs and going to the gym and meeting people there, doing things you want to do. But there are companies out there that run all sorts of different talks and workshops, not just dating. Maybe it is shoemaking. Maybe it's makeup. Maybe it's Bitcoin. But all these events that take place, opportunities to meet new people and learn new skills. Maybe it could be salsa dancing. doesn't matter what it is. But by going to these things, if you don't meet someone, it doesn't matter because it makes you more interesting. It makes you become the better version of yourself by having more things that you do, more strings to your bow. So these definitely can work. Think about maybe three or four things that you'd like to do and go out there and, and try these classes, try these workshops and talks. And there are singles events out there as well. They're springing up again. Go to them. They're quite small at the moment. They'll be growing again, I'm sure, as time goes by. But just doing something, doing anything you possibly can is going to help you. And it could just be just saying hello to someone at a bus stop, saying hello to someone on the train. And something else i like to add about this. People always say to me, well, I want to go meet people in the real world now. I'm ready for this. But nobody ever approaches me. And I say, OK, what do you do? I go to the gym to meet somebody. But they've got their headphones on. It's a barrier. They go on the train, but they put out their their Metro newspaper and they read that. You know what I mean? And then they go to the coffee shop wanting someone to come and say hello. But they... I'm mean, engrossed on staying at their phone or reading a book. Get rid of these barriers. Look around the room, smile at people, and just let them know it's okay to come and say hello to you. But go and test this. Go out and just do something because people are more willing than ever to be in a long-term serious relationship and to talk to people because people have become quite lonely over this last two years. So do something about it and just anything at all is the first steps towards a whole new journey and a whole new adventure
0: yeah absolutely like yourself i was um quite proactive out and about i would like I, I was i was doing a bit of acting and extras work and things like that so i used to meet a whole host of people uh and then i got in uh, before that i was into uh, i used to be a professional magician and then i became a pro- really? when i started le- yeah when i started learning dating actually yeah. i wanted to improve my uh oratory skills so i actually became a yeah. professional stand-up comedian Wow. Uh, one of the things I used to do as well, just as a bit of practice when I was learning about dating was if there happened to be a particular nice looking barista while I was ordering my coffee at the local coffee shop uh, and she'd be in her own little world and just, you know, not really being paying attention to me but just making the coffee and you know she's in a in her funk doing her thing and just in her zone and that's it so they would often say right okay that's you know three pounds or whatever it was and I would say uh, do, do you have change of a million and I would take out this promo <laughs> and you know and they would be like then it would just jar them out of their state right and they'd be like yeah, yeah that kind of thing and then it would just spark a conversation and um uh, so i used to do i used to do all sorts of random things when i did get dates i would do i would do a magic trick and i would you know like i would you just <laughs> yeah and, mentalism yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can backfire <laughs> yeah we, we could also be seen as mental in many cases but yeah yep. <laughs> but yeah i do used to do the same i used to do a little challenge um I used to play cake Jenga. Uh, So we'd get a slice of cake and we'd just share it in a coffee shop. And I'd say, look, whoever you take a small bite, whoever tips over the cake has to do a little forfeit. Like, uh, just make it fun. I'd say, you just have to kiss me on the cheek or something like that. Whatever it might be. It could have been anything. Um, But I just used to have so much fun with it. I've I've always joked around that before I met my wife, um, uh, back, it was about 2012, I also met a partner back then who I became engaged to. And just before that happened at that moment, I got to a stage where I was loving dating so much that i almost didn't want to meet anyone and that is the moment that i met that partner at that time and then when that ended and you know i took a bit of a break started dating again got back into my swing i was no no shortage of dates three four dates a week easily without even trying um out there enjoying myself and i got to that stage again when i was just loving dating. I almost didn't want to be single and I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. And that is the exact moment I met my wife. And, um, I often joke about people with joke about this with people as well, that like after about two weeks of me and my wife dating, she kind of asked me the question. She said, like, you know, are you you seeing anyone else? And I said, yeah, I've got a few dates lined up. And she said, look, If you want to go date those people, I wish you all the best and I genuinely know hard feelings. But if you want me, I'm here. But if you're going to go date those other women, I'm not going to be part of it. And I was like, oh shit, (laughs) i have got to make this tough choice now. So I I did like, you know, we did, uh, you know, we joke about it and that's a a very short version of that story. Uh, But I was like, you know what? She's an incredible woman. And I actually liked that she said that because for her to be able to make that statement and not compromising on her values when she's been waiting 20 years to meet a good man. I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this. And I remember going onto all my dating apps, messaging all these girls saying, I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore. No. <laughs> and that was it putting that away.
1: But I had the same thing with my wife, the same thing. Oh, did you- <laughs> there wasn't an ultimatum though. Cause I just knew we talked for a little while before. I just knew that she was the one and I was excited by it. So when I started seeing her, I had to cut all the other women out of my life at the same time. Luckily, one had gone off to Sweden or somewhere for three months. One I hadn't seen for a little while. One was going to come over the next day. I just cancelled her. I said, no. I said, we can't do this. I said, gave him different reasons. And I'm so pleased I did because I knew my wife was the one. Dating was over, but then it started. Dating starts again. Dating doesn't end when you're in a relationship, does it? Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're saying there is the important thing is to make it fun. Dating should be fun. And it should be something that you do when you get playful and you get spirited and you get excited by it. And people don't, do they? They go on these dates and they go on the same boring date, going for a coffee over and over again and they get so sick of it. So you've got to make things interesting and get to know each other and try more fun things and it's going to work.
0: Yeah. And I say to people as well, in addition to that, that you've got to remember everyone that you speak to, you you may be going through it, but the other person's probably going through it too, where they've probably been in a string of dates where it's been the same conversation over and over again. And you can be the one to be the circuit breaker. If one person makes that choice to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to be the one who's going to go on a boring date. I'm going to make it fun, not just for, more for myself than that, than them, yeah. but I'm just going to go and have a great time and have a laugh and whatever the outcome so be it. And, um, and when you do that, suddenly the other person is broken out of their funk as well. You do something a bit outlandish, but crazy. You just talk about yourself. You talk about a story, a life story that, you know, it's not an interrogation anymore. Suddenly that person's like, Oh cool. You know, you tell a joke. I don't co- it, I don't care what it is. It could be anything. But as soon as you do that, you, you break the other person's funk to the point where like you know, it's in- interrupting their pattern Uh, because they've been in that non-stop cycle as well. And then suddenly they're like, oh good, dating actually can be enjoyable, but most people are just doing the same thing, getting the same outcomes and thinking, why is this happening over and over? Well, it's because you're doing the same things over and over. Try something different. you know, a, a coffee date doesn't need to be boring. A walk in the park used to be my favorite, favorite date location. And a lot of people say, but that's a cheap date. No, it's not. It's not about the money. I'm sorry. If you if you know what you're doing and you, you're prepared to take someone there and have an adventure, they will walk away having their time of their life telling their kids about this date or, you know, telling their friends about this date. And so it could be absolutely anything. Doesn't have to involve money. It can if you want to. But if you make it fun, they'll walk away with fond memories and suddenly their whole experience of dating will change as well as yours.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Even if you don't like them, even if you feel there's no connection, if you can leave someone in better condition than when you found them and you can make them have a great experience and feel they had a really good time getting to know you, that's worth it in itself. You're passing something back. Make them feel that spending that time with you was the best thing they've done for ages, even if it's just going to be friends. Because that's where it leads to more. You've got to add value to people's lives and just realise that the whole thing is fun. And it's, it's nerve-wracking for everybody, but that's part of it. If, if you weren't nervous, it means you wouldn't care. So it's about putting the fun into it, doing something different, and then going into it and making each other feel good. Not trying to put someone down, not trying to disrespect them, trying to ghost them, all the things that happen. Treat people the same way you'd like to be treated, which is ultimately in a nice way where they feel special. And that is how dating should work.
0: Yeah, 100%. So give us a bit of a summary of your top three tips for for anyone out there for um, how they can get the most out of dating apps and how to get the, the, the best results as well for themselves to get the attention, to get the matches, to be able to then take it to the next level.
1: Well, the very first thing I touched upon it earlier is just be proactive. Don't sit back and wait for all the people in the world to come to you. You wouldn't go onto a job site and apply for a job as a teacher and then wait for every job here's a clown job. Go and work work in a supermarket. You don't just respond to that. You target what you want and you go for it. That way you will get the best quality matches. They're going to notice you and you've got a chance of meeting them. That's the first thing. The next thing is your pictures. Go out and get a professional photo shoot. There's companies out there like Hey Saturday who specialize in online dating photography. People don't realize this. Then you're going to stand out from 95% of your competition straight away by having well lit, nice pictures of you looking good on an amazing day. That's going to stand out. And the third thing is don't go onto WhatsApp and just text them on there and carry on the conversation. If you're going to do something, if you get to know them on the app where well, it's safe and secure, get their number and don't go on WhatsApp but give them a call. Have a 10-minute conversation when you're ready and the trust is there and arrange a date. And then you're going to get on with meeting them. So many people just text and text and text and then go on WhatsApp and have endless conversations. How was your day? And it gets boring. In the meantime, that person's out dating other people. You're missing your opportunity. So do all these things and you, there's no reason why you can't have success on these dating apps
0: yeah absolutely and for for safety's sake as well for anyone out there i was sharing this with someone recently there if you don't want to give your number things like telegram you don't have to give your number you can just give your username and then you're at least you know if things don't work out you know, you can move on very quickly, block them. They don't have your number. They can't ghost call you from blank numbers or whatever. The apps so do that. A
1: lot of the apps have built in video chats and phone calls anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm hearing that more and more now as well. More and more of these apps have that feature anyway. So just do it. Stop messaging. I think that is the biggest virus when it comes to modern day dating that is killing our dating I don't know about you if you'd agree with that but I think the constant non-stop messaging is killing any idea of attraction Mm -hmm. mystery excitement because it just becomes so boring and mundane and day-to-day just how's your day and that's it and it's just killing our dating
1: chances it's too much effort there's no fun in it and there can be a big time difference as well if you text Mm -hmm. someone two hours later they reply and you reply two hours later that's not going to accelerate a conversation or accelerate your rapport or getting to know each other have a real conversation on the telephone and then get on with meeting them a few days later. If you have that conversation, you'll know if you like them, if you want to see them. And there's no, I'll check my diary, I'll see what happens, get back to you. The diary's there. Arrange it, get on with it. If you like them, wonderful, you can start to see them. If not, eliminate them from your inquiries there and then in that phone call. But do something about it. you're right, messaging and just texting It's just killed the whole romance as well, is not it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, penultimate questions for you, actually, James. So, you know, with, the, with you and your wife, did uh, did she know when you met, how long has it been? And did she know you were a dating coach at the time?
1: And how did she respond to that? <laughs> well, I've been married for, it'll be 11 years this year. We've been together approaching 15 years in August. And we met on a site called MySpace. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I remember that. that. <laughs> a precursor to that. And it had on there that I was a a dating coach, also an actor. And she found my pictures on there. And she was out of a long-term relationship and she was trying to see people didn't like anybody and luckily i managed to use all my skills of online dating to charm her get her to meet me and speak on the phone for a long time now the thing with her being a dating coach that requires a lot of trust from your partner doesn't it because you yeah. work with lots of people singles some very attractive women and my wife is a now a second down black belt kickboxer. <laughs> so she's only I school, so I would never dare mess. Should we say that? So <laughs> that's enough. She kick me through a window if I did anything. <laughs> that's what I tell people. And she's always known and she's ha- absolutely happy that I do that. It's it's an attractive thing. It means that I'm good at dating and I've always be able to win people over and a lot of charm, she says to me, luckily. Yeah. And but how does your wife feel about it? Yeah. Do, do you know what? She's absolutely cool with it. And I, I say this to a lot of people. Like, I don't think you
0: get it. Like I'm talking to women day in and day out. Right. And for her uh, and, you know, we share the office at home. She sometimes has this conversation. She sometimes doesn't. My kitchen's out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my she She's often fact checking me when I'm talking, by the way, as well. right? <laughs> yeah. But it, it, like I say to women, like, would you like this is one of the things I absolutely love about her. Is that she's never ever questioned anything that I do when it comes to the dating side of things with women Um, And I love that about her And that's one of the reasons I would never go do anything against her Because to have a woman in my life who endows me with that level of trust Not not necessarily endows me, but has that level of security within herself as well That is a one in a billion thing that I would know I would not find anywhere else in the world. So for me, that is just phenomenal. And will, you know, like, you know, I will love I love her to death even more because she is that character and she gives me that space and freedom to just be me and do my thing. And even though I sometimes am flirty with people and stuff like that, it's just, it's just my nature. It's not like I'm trying to elicit Stay something here. out of it. Yeah. It's just who I am. And so I love her for that, even more so. So um, I think you and I have both met the right women, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> it took me a long time. I was dating a lot of people like you before. Yeah. Three or four dates a week, and I had the access to it as an actor and from the singles events and what I was doing. But I've I've never dated any clients. I didn't need to because I met her quite early on in this. And she's very trusting and very supportive of what I do and always trying to encourage me. Because ultimately, also it pays the bills, doesn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it's good. I have a really lovely job that I can do and help people. I get to empower people, and of course, as a coach, what you do isn't it? You empower people. There's nothing more rewarding than that. And helping people find their dream partner is amazing because people are so frustrated nowadays and they're so confused. We give them the guidance that they want and put them on the right path and we support them. What is there not to like about that?
0: Yeah, and and they're so disillusioned by it now as well, with divorce rates being as high as they are. They all like I was speaking to a woman the other day, and you know, she was like I'm surrounded with people in miserable relationships. And that puts me in a, a level of cognitive dissonance. And I'm like, I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I don't give a crap about what's going on in the relationships around you. All I care about is you, do you want this? And if you do, here's some things you can do to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to be that way for you. Uh, And just everyone needs to remember no relationship is ever going to be perfect you're going to have challenges ups and downs roller coasters you're going to be thrown from side to side and that's life. The question is, are you ready to work through it? Are you ready to put in the graft for um, and this is what I say to everyone as well the graft you put in, in your dating life is is gonna really it's never switched off it's the graft you're going to put in in your relationship and we all get complacent i know i do i mean i, I kick myself up the ass sometimes no one's a, bit, a bigger cricket critic of myself than me um but i say that that it, what you're doing there you're actually developing the habits and the life skills to continue that in the relationship because it's not like you just meet someone and that's it and everything's done that that hard work if, in fact, if you think it's hard when you're single weighted in a real relationship, is what I say to people, that's when the real work begins. So this is just the prelude to that. So you've got to do the work now in order to prepare yourself and and develop those initial skills before you enter the relationship. So it's the foundation, is, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it absolutely is. And so, you know, so I think, it. Uh, and you know, the most important thing though, I say to everyone, I don't know about you, but my bottom line is always this, have fun, dating should be fun, not formal. So find a way to enjoy it and you're never going to regret this period of your life like i always look back on my dating period with so much fondness i enjoyed the hell out of it um and when i you know i'm not planning to have kids but with my nieces nephews and anyone else or any other youngsters i speak to Mm. these are the skills i'll pass on so that they can enjoy it and actually have good memories alongside it as well and like you said right it's it's an i think it's one of the best services in the world we can do you know you you may be you know uh coach for your career or anything else, and that's powerful too. Too a uh, too, but this is one thing that you ideally want for life, uh, and we want to help you get it for life as well. So yeah. there is no better calling or higher calling than helping you find the joy in this and laughing, being playful with it, and finding that special someone. You're you're a forever person.
1: It's the biggest thing you can do in life. Everyone wants to find someone to have a companion. And we bring them that and we help them. And there is someone out there for everybody. But the best thing you can do is do something about it. If you're sat at home now thinking, I wish I could have somebody, but now isn't the right time. I'll focus on work for the time being, or I'll lose two stone first. You're thinking the wrong way. Start yeah. the ball rolling now. People aren't going to care about these things. Otherwise, a year ago by. It'll be 2023, 2024. And some of my clients have waited 30 years to get around to doing it. And then they made the decisions. Make the decision now. There's never been a better time. We've come out of the pandemic now, hopefully, and everyone's in a great mood to go and socialise and date much more seriously and have more fun than ever before. Don't miss this opportunity
0: uh 100 amen brother that's all i can say to that uh and do you know what can i just say james it's been a wonderful conversation with you i've really enjoyed it and i've loved that you've kind of you know fired some questions at me too which i really enjoyed so thank you so much for that and last but not least of course most importantly where can if anyone wants to speak to you reach out to you get some coaching from you or just ask you a question uh where can they find you
1: yeah great there's two ways you can do this you can go onto my website which is just simple. It's jamespreece.com, prwc ecom Or go onto my Instagram. It's quite active on there. Lots of dating tips and mantras and things like that. Lots of feedback on there. And that is Coach on Instagram. So please do reach out to me. Say hello. Download your free guides. I've got lots on there. And just say hello. Maybe I can help you
0: yeah definitely uh, it's a little anecdote to finish as well so my wife uh, works for a company in the city and she has a colleague called james priest and really? <laughs> one yeah one day she was on the phone she was like uh can i speak to james priest? Or she was just she mentioned that name i was like no <laughs> he doesn't work there he doesn't like moonlight there does he
1: <laughs> it's not collier's international is it is that what no you it's mean? not actually <laughs> you know, the other day I, I get alerts sent to me on my own name it's not vanity i have to do this for press release and press reasons And the other day, something came through. A criminal called James Priest has done all these things and got arrested for all these drug offences and (laughs) beating people up. I thought you've let the side down for all the James Priesters out there. You uh-huh. evil person! <laughs> so that's oh,
0: true. It's true. Well, oh, what a disservice I tell you. It I remember was. I set yeah. someone up with a with someone called Amit, and I was sure that they were the you know right person and everything. Yeah. And then they that person messed up, and I was like, "You sullied my good name. What are that's you doing?" <laughs> oh dear. Hey, listen. Yeah. Genuinely, honestly, it's been a real, real pleasure. So thank you so much for coming on today as well. um What I'm going to do is I'm going to end the live to anyone else out there as well. If you're just watching this now you can obviously watch a replay um this will also be uh, as an audio on all major podcast platforms and i'm praying that my spotify works this time um but aside from that it's all there and I will definitely see you all on the next episode next Tuesday with uh speaking with a lovely lady called Helen Frewin who is a, a, a psychologist and it's all about building your confidence I uh, very much looking forward to that and also as well my dating workshop is coming up as well visit my website unlimitedchoice.org and get, grab your tickets there and I will see you all on the next episode but once again James it's been an absolute pleasure mate love speaking to you thank you so much
1: thanks for having me great to talk to you
0: all right stay online with me while we end the broadcast ciao everyone.